Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce, your host for this first Tuesday of 2016. So excited to be back. Much more excited to have Miss Jordan Bailey on the couch with me. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, 2016. Yep. Woo! First show of seat time. It's happening. Episode 193. Can you believe that? 193. I know. Soon to be episode 200. 200. I think I'm going to just not invite you to episode 200. Because I never show up? No. Well, yeah. It's like, if I don't invite you, will you show up? (laughs) It's like, I I doubt it. Uh, Why? I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid that that might be too much fun. Oh. It might be like a Tuesday and like a Thursday a night show. Can't he? Huh? No, I don't know. No, oh, wait. I just no. got it. Took me a second. Took me a second. I've been so, out away from school for a while. My yeah, it's, like, so I, uh, it's like, I don't think Brian right now. It's been too long. <laughs> yeah. It's been too long. So, the, uh, good holiday, good time with the family as everything was, uh, you know, around Christmas yeah, and the New Year's and the Yeah, it was awesome. Wish it could have been a little colder, but... I know yeah. that we get that now, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was good. How about uh, you? Yeah, no, it's been really good. You know, the kids got their little tiny amounts of toys that we picked up on Black Friday because they were super cheap. Heck and because yeah. uh, when you start getting over two, you're like, I don't want to buy a bunch of toys for all of these munchkins. <laughs> like, holy moly! So, but yeah, no, really good. Uh, Cabin's coming along that we're building mm-hmm. in Broken Bow. I'm doing the whole 30 right now, so I'm not drinking. That's why, like, two weeks ago when I did a show, I shotgunned a beer to start things <laughs> off. And this time, I'm, I'm got, got water. water. <laughs> yeah, and only water, unfortunately. Uh, it's been going interesting, though. So, But uh, if anybody wants to know, we will put a little bit more about the whole 30 in the description. I think it's something that, uh, that people should know more about and what it is. So you can just leave it at that because this isn't a health show, bitches. Um <laughs> So it's going to be fun tonight, though, because, of course, Seat Time, we are the online show for the off-road enthusiasts. We bring all the shenanigans that goes on in the off-road world to you. We Skype in the riders and have a good time. Of course, you can find us at seattime.co is the website. We're on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, all those social bits. You go find us there. Follow us and like us. That'd be fantastic. Of course, for 2016, we do have Fly Racing back as our title sponsor. Super excited for those guys to be with us again. Kenda Tires as well is with us. And we do have a new sponsor in SRT off-road um as as we kind of get into the year a little bit more races happen we're going to be able to bring kind of uh prize giveaways things from all of our sponsors and that's going to be really neat i'm looking forward to seeing that it's nice to you know to have all everybody kind of has a a a hard product something that you can use and grasp in, in that degree so it's something that we can kind of bring to the fans to enjoy Heck so, yeah. I know. That's a good idea. Because uh, how many times have we effed up some part of our motorcycle because we didn't have the proper uh, safety equipment for it? Uh, often. Yeah. But then there's <laughs> then there's always the Jordan knows how to pick up a motorcycle and got in the magazines. I mean, you could always go find that in the uh, archives there. It's on the internet. It is. is it, but it's Jordan Milbauer back then, right? It is. Jordan Milbauer, yep. Mm-hmm. Milbs. Mm-hmm. Before you got claimed. <laughs> Where you got knocked over the head and drug into the cave. Yeah. Um, so happy to yeah happy to have Fly Racing back, Kenda back, and then of course welcoming SRT Off Road to the Seat Time family. Uh, we still work with Stillwell. There's no no love lost there. Of course, they're still really good friends. I still run Stillwell Suspension. Um, they're just going to do a little bit more print this year. So that kind of opened it up for us to talk to meet and greet different kind of sponsors. So it should be should be interesting. Um, 
Of course, we do have the chat room, which I actually should bring up that I don't even have. Um, TLK.io slash seat time. Let's see if anybody wants to jump in there and make fun of the people that are on the show or just hey. us. You know, however, we need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, I forgot the last time So two weeks ago we had the year in review episode So 2015 So if you haven't seen that yet go watch that We found a couple highlights throughout the year Brought those into the show and then talked about that The thing that was fun is we had my wife on So she got a really good chance to kind of like Recap some of the stuff that we do And did And then laugh at me and make fun of me Here <laughs> on the couch um, and there's there's a couple fun uh, little segments that we bring to the table within that as well. So I think it's a good time. So tok.io slash ctime if you want to jump in there and chat with everybody that's going on. Uh, so yeah, we talked a little about 2016, but man, right off the bat, A1 this past weekend. Yeah, sure, we're an off-road show, but holy crap. <laughs> um, Weston Pike and Vince Freeze or Freezy getting after it. Or in the in the semi yeah. there at A one, what'd you think of that? It was freaking awesome. Yeah, it's freaking <laughs> well, awesome. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess kind of gave the sport a little bit of a bad rap for people that don't don't know the sport. But I mean, when you've had enough, you've had enough. Yeah. So. And and it's funny because it, in my eyes anyway, like if I went to Google and I said, "Hey, Vince Freeze incident," like that's mm-hmm. just I wanted to see how much was on the internet about that, and it was like you could go three Google pages deep of like incidents that Vince Freeze has been a part of, and so it really was one of those deals where yes, he's kind of known for being a quote unquote dirty racer, um, and, and some people just call it Rubbin's racing, like that, you know, but some some people think that he's a little too aggressive i mean i agree robin's racing but um, poor pecky already got taken out by him earlier in the day i agree it's like i'd have been pissed too yeah i'd have been yeah i mean it's got to be tough in those situations like at that point you're like oh my gosh i do have all these sponsors we're on live tv but you kind of like don't think for a second oh yeah no because you're (laughs) in the moment yeah in that moment that Cheated. son of a bitch needs to go down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Pike has to have the sorest hand in the world. Oh, I mean, he did get him like in the back of the neck, which is pretty smart, kind of. If he hit him in the back of the neck, it was because it rubbed off the helmet. <laughs> yeah. So I think he hit uh, he hit some type of uh, some type of material first yeah, before he did yeah. get to any kind of a flesh uh, wound. But Stephen, do you have the video? Let's do it. Let's play it so we'll talk over it even. We'll just keep going as it happens. Bottom, a little struggle. Oh, of course. Bam, there he is. This is in the semi, so this is after it's already happened oh, earlier in the heat. And Pike's like, you know what, son of a bitch? Stop. stop. <laughs> just stop. What? What? Push him. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta love it. Man. So that's earlier. This is what they're talking about. Where uh, they get a little bit. Oh, just kind of. Oh, damn it. You know. Freezy pushed there, him out, you know, into the turn, and then the he just kind of there, like hit the, hit the tough block. There. They were always talking about how marbly it was, so it was really was hard to keep the totally front wheel where you wanted it. Um, and then, bam, really you know, and then Pike just like, no, sir, no, sir. Douche. Cooper Bailey. Cooper Bailey. Suck it. This is happening. What? I love it. He even like, what? Like, bows up. It's interesting. I mean, you hear, when you're watching that and you can hear live on the TV, Freezy's bike is just pegged <laughs> to the liver. So the, the throttle obviously kind of got stuck in the ground there, but it almost amplified what was yeah. going on. Like it was just so intense. It was, yeah, it was awesome. 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 Yeah. And, and I don't know if it was awesome because I'm a racer or what, but you know. I don't know. I'm sure sponsors don't think it was awesome. But... No. Especially because they asked him to apologize for sure. Man, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's not racing San Diego. Got a five thousand dollar fine. I saw somebody started a GoFundMe account yeah. to uh, to help uh, help pay the fine, which is is pretty. Uh, Did you hilarious. see someone Vince Freezy? donated like ten dollars to it can you like put in any name i guess on those gofundmes because oh, surely sure, he didn't yeah. actually put ten dollars but yeah i thought that was kind of funny yeah Someone's you could do anonymous too so but yeah <laughs> that's a smart person and then uh the the memes of course the yeah, beaties the <laughs> so the whole huge production of ryan dungey being on the wheaties box and this happened and then <laughs> Just, i mean not even 10 minutes after it happened the beaties box is already out <laughs> On the Dungy's internet. off. Pike and Freezy. <laughs> We're not worried it. about yeah. Yeah, Dungy anymore. It's the it's the beatathon of 2016. Um, and then I immediately started to see the MMA. Yeah, like Conor McGregor. Put him up McGregor. <laughs> yes, I think that would be a good fight. I mean, I do think that Pike would get his ass whooped because he's not an MMA fighter. But hey, you know, it happens. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was funny. It was a good time. I'm glad that uh, we spiced it up a little bit. That 2016 kind of got off with a little bit of. Uh, of a boom? Yeah. Of a boom, hey? Um, so before we do get Quinn Cody, we'll get him lined up here on the Skypes. But uh, while that happens, uh, remember, we are taking applications through the month of January for Seat Time Adventures. We do already have some submissions. We started doing that early last week. Um, and thank you to everybody that's already um, put in your submissions. One of the cool things, we've even had people from Australia. Yeah, so they're like, they've already talked to us. They're like, we could set up a business trip to come. I've got a buddy in Denver that I can borrow a KTM 500 from, like all this yeah. stuff. I was like, holy crap. So that'd be really cool. So you can find out more about that, adventures.seattime.co. There is a little form that you can fill out. And that there's nothing, there's no financial obligations at this point. This is just to let us know that you would like to be a part of the adventure. And uh, then we will reach out in February and start doing kind of some more one-on-one interviews and start signing people up. So people that are way more cooler, way more cooler. Yep, it's Tuesday. Way more cool than we are and definitely sexier, way better on the bike is Mr. Quinn Cody. How is your evening going, sir? Hey, it's going well. Yeah? Can you see us? Do we look Do we look dapper for 2016? <laughs> yeah, you guys are looking good. Uh, now I can, yeah, she even brought her glasses. She was like, uh, I'm going to step up yep. my smarts this year. Here's the glasses. <laughs> I knew <laughs> I was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, man, you, you, you're doing better than this. So I didn't even shave. It's been a while. Well, um, but just, I mean, first off, Mr. Cody, how the heck have you been? What have you been up to lately? I've been doing really well. I mean, uh, you know, just busy running the Caselli Foundation and putting all that stuff together. Um, And then also I've been doing a lot for the, uh, for the ASO, who's the organizer of the the Dakar rally. I've been helping them to promote North America and, uh, you know, get some more Americans over there riding. So, uh, you know that that stuff's been keeping me busy. Um, riding my dirt bike a little bit, but not not too much. Right. It, I I feel you on that one. It was uh, so I rode TKO, then I had my ankle surgery, and then I washed the mud off the bike from the TKO on January first, <laughs> and then I rode it on January second, and now unfortunately it still has the mud on it from when I rode it on January second. Um, it's it's. The most pathetic thing ever. Well, that done- 350 XC has just got to be crying itself to sleep at night. <laughs> done one better than me. I don't think we've rode since Colorado. Oh, right? yeah, but yeah, but yeah. In, in those cases, sometimes you're still sore from Colorado. Like when you just do it like two or three times yeah. a year, and then go to Colorado, you're like, it still hurts. It still <laughs> hurts. It can be tough. Um, what is what is riding for you? I don't. Where is your kind of uh, central location? And when you're like get a chance to just go play ride, where is that for you? 
Uh, so just just in the last year, I, I moved down to uh, Temecula. Um, so I live right right next to KTM, and I uh, do a lot of work out of you know in and out of KTM a lot. So um, I'm down here, and I mean you know either go to Mexico or uh, go up to the desert right out there. Um, you know there's some illegal kind of poaching stuff around here, but for the most part, if you want to go and, and do some real riding, it's it's out in the desert. Yeah. Being the one of the main guys of the Caselli Foundation, you're probably not the guy that should get caught poaching trails. Yeah, I try to stay out of trouble these days. <laughs> you're like, dang it, I gotta be official. This is retarded. I'm taking all these stickers off my bike and I'm going to ride in a cowie. Like, it's just like making it happen. Um, so it's I'm glad that you mentioned that you're doing a lot for Dakar in North America to try to not just get more riders, get the word out, but then also kind of bring a lot of the press releases over to us to help us kind of understand it a little bit more, get a little bit more of the press out there. I've noticed that Dirt Buzz, Dale Spangler over there has been doing a fantastic job doing that. We've tried a little bit, but it's it, it's still... I guess a little much even for us sometimes, kind of try to keep up with it because it's a lot of people, a lot of vehicles, everything that's going on. So for somebody that does know about the Dakar, what is it that you either have, that you expected that's happening or maybe something that you haven't expected that is happening within what we're seeing in the way that the motorcycle results are kind of uh, flushing out? It, I mean, I think the, the biggest story this year is is Toby Price. I mean, he's just owning it. He's owning the rally. Um, I mean, I expected it because his skill level and just the, the kind of guy he is. He's he's a beast, and and uh, you know he makes the bike do what he want what he wants it to do. And it's it's not a not issue for him to ride the motorcycle. But uh, what I've been most impressed about is is the way he's navigating. I mean, he's won two stages now from the from the front, meaning starting first. Right. And that never happens. I mean, Coma and Dupree and those guys, they would always get caught when they started first. So it just shows that, that Toby's at a level that's, you know, those guys can't even, you know, hang with at all. Just wait till he gets good at it. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, it, you got, I mean, it's got to be insane. This isn't his first rally, I don't think, but it's his, uh, no, it's not his first rally, but it's obviously first time at the car. But it's insane. It so reminds me of Kurt Caselli when he got a chance to do Dakar and was kind of going out there and worked with you, I believe, a little bit, worked with a lot of other guys, doing mainly, obviously, learning navigation, how to navigate, reading a road book, all the tulips, all the notes, all the kind of stuff that can go into this stuff. And it's just insane to watch Toby Price do so damn well. Um, it's it's kind of blowing my mind. I've like I've ridden with Toby Price a couple of times. I've got the drink with him in Germany, which is way more fun than riding because he's way faster than me. So, but yeah, like the dude's awesome. So I'm super excited to see this for him because I think it's gonna obviously elongate his career so much. So yeah, for sure. I mean, last year was he actually got the opportunity to race Dakar last year, and he finished on the podium as a rookie, which was huge. Uh, so KTM hired him this year to be kind of one of their main guys and, and, uh, he's just done an outstanding job. I, I thought he was going to have a little rougher time the second year, but I mean, he's, he's killed it. He won, uh, he won the stage today in, uh, in Fiambala, which is one of the, the toughest places. Um, you know, Kurt won that stage in 2013. Um, same, you know, same kind of thing. Um, he, you know, it's just, it's, it's a stage that's kind of reminiscent of, of our desert around here. It's really sandy and really hot. So, um, you know, it was, it was cool to see Toby dominate that stage too. Yeah. Um, now I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting the French for it, but 
they, they mentioned a lot that they were off. Uh, it's it's where you're kind of off trail, where you're really just following a heading. What is it called? Uh, yeah, off track and uh, off track. Yeah, call it horse horse piste. Off piste. Yeah. Jeez. And, uh, so I noticed in the the press or not the press release, but the write up that Toby Price had on his website was that there was a lot of that today, a lot of off track. Um, I could do my best, and we've done a lot talking about that with the Baja Rally. But give us some kind of examples how being off track can be so difficult sometimes when it comes to to navigation. So I mean, in simple terms, you have a you have a compass on your bike, so it, the compass reads in numbers. So 360 being due north, you know, 90 being south. Um, in your road book, they give you a, a compass heading, say, for example, 165. So you have to make those numbers on your compass that's mounted to your bike match up with 165. And sometimes you'll have to go for 30 kilometers and try to stay on that compass heading. Um, and there's stuff in the way. There's big sand dunes and rivers and all kinds of things. So it's... It's really challenging. There's no trail, and you know if you're the first guy through, it's it's really difficult. Yeah. Now, when I did get a chance to do this uh, in Nevada, those only we didn't really have too much off track when I did the uh, when I did the Baja Rally. We had a little bit of it, but we did a lot of training with it in Nevada. And I would kind of like find, I'd see where I thought we were pointed. I'd find an object, I'd head toward that object, and then kind of like keep kind of uh, you know. Uh, leapfrogging that way following a certain heading is how do you do it in the desert because when there's no object to leapfrog towards you're like oh look another dune that's may not be the right direction <laughs> yeah i mean when i when i teach guys i tell them to try to pick a point in the distance uh, out on the horizon and uh just head for that and then occasionally glance down at your heading and make sure that you're within five or ten degrees and you know, as long as you stay within a, a you know reasonable range, then you'll you know you'll make it to whatever it is on the on the other side of that that off track section. Say sometimes it's a waypoint, uh, sometimes it's a road or you know a checkpoint or something that's at the end of that section. So there's always something that you're going to. Um, so that makes it a little easier. You're not just going off into no man's land and then they're going to tell you to make a turn. You know, there's usually either a waypoint or something that you're going to hit at the other end of your of your off track section. Yeah, that's crazy though. Isn't it? Isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, you know, like you you kind of uh, just think about the times you know doing a lot of cross country racing. You come out into an open field and you just see like a lack of arrows. So yeah. you're like, oh, okay, yeah, the last arrow I saw said to point that way, and I don't. I'm, I'm not you're really either sure, so yeah. far in front of somebody or you're so far behind, distance wise. You don't see a track or any kind of dust. So you're like, well, okay. <laughs> that way. Like, think about yeah. that. Like, you didn't see an arrow. You followed a road book, and the tulip yeah, told you something. Just... And you're like, okay, well, that something seems like this spot. I'm going to, okay. Be... All right, okay, I'll go for it. <laughs> it's intimidating, yeah. dude. But it was so neat talking with Andy Greider um, and some of the uh, Quinn Cody, talking with uh, Dave Peckham. A lot of those dudes are just, it, it's, it's all about your confidence in yourself. So you have to be 100% confident on your decision. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. You have to kind of say, okay, this is what it is. Because if not, then you're going 70% and you're thinking about, did you make a mistake and all this kinds of stuff. It's like until you know and you can prove that you've made a mistake, you know, just you're on it. Yikes. So <laughs> let's not screw up. How about yeah, that? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot to process. Yeah. Yes. Um, ex now, 
I'm sure you can explain a little bit better than what I got out of stage three where Toby Price was uh, got a little off track. And he didn't get off track to, like, in the sense of totally lost, but it sounds like he had either A, missed a waypoint, was trying to get back onto a waypoint, or to try to find that waypoint, then got locked up in some kind of speed zone. Um, do you kind of have a little bit of a better synopsis for what happened there? Yeah, so... You know, it, it, it's really pretty difficult to explain how it works, but there's a there's a GPS that um, monitors your your speed through speed zones. So occasionally you'll be racing through a special, and you'll come into a little village, and there'll be a speed zone there. And so you have to go, you know, 55 kilometers per hour through the village, and then when you get to the other side, there's actually a waypoint there, and when you hit that waypoint. It open it opens it up and you go back to normal race speed. So um, what happened to them on stage three was they changed the road book. Um, they canceled part of the stage. So Toby got to that point. The, the speed zone opened, but he had to change course. So they never he never hit the other end of the speed zone. So his GPS the whole time is telling him that he's under a speed zone, when in reality they had sent him a different direction and he never hit the other side. So that's, it's just one of those nuances with, with rally racing. Maybe some of the more experienced guys know that there's a button you can push on your, on your GPS to just advance it past that. But it's a lot to process and, and there's so much going on that, you know, it, it threw him off a little bit and, you know, luckily they didn't lose too much time from it. Okay. Well, no, that's good. That that does help me uh, kind of understand a little bit better. And it's interesting, too. I can't wait to learn more about that next level of equipment. You know, like I said, doing the Baja Rally, like everything we had was kind of like rally light. You mm-hmm. know, we don't have, uh, I didn't have a lot of the, the auto scrolling kind of features and stuff like that. And then the GPS that's almost in tune with the road book and mm-hmm. things like that. So, It'd be really interesting. I'm looking forward to like hopefully running into Scott Bright or Ian, uh, you know Ian Blythe, down at uh, the Baja Rally this year to kind of like see like hopefully they bring their bikes and get to kind of like check them out and really have a, a hands on because it is, it is traditional timekeeping enduro like times ten, like the amount of crap that you have yeah. to like process and have. Yeah, people could bitch to complain about buying an Ico. Die out there. This is this is a whole other a whole nother level of. That shit crazy. <laughs> that makes you respect those racers so much more, though. Like everything that's going on when when you have an understanding. Like I didn't understand how it all worked. Even even just talking to Quinn a little bit, it's like okay, now you kind of understand like what all they're doing. Yeah, and, and what, is it sixteen days? No, fourteen days. Yeah, there's there's thirteen stages 13 this stages. year for over fifteen days. So Ooh, that's incredible. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And then, uh, and how many days did they have where they didn't get a chance to meet up with their crew? Was it just the one day where they were kind of off on their own and just wear the same stuff that they wore the day before? So there's there's two marathon stages this year. Um, one of them, I think, was after stage four, um, and they actually had to lock their bikes in a park for May thing, and they couldn't do any service on their bikes. Even the riders couldn't do any service. And then they stayed in these like army barrack things and they had no access to their crew. Um, and then actually tonight there's another marathon stage, um, today, today and tomorrow. Um, so tonight they're again, um, they have access to their bikes this time. They can work on their bikes, 
but they have no assistance crew. Um, so like the Honda Paulo Goncalves, he, uh, put a stick through his radiator today, blew his engine up. Um, they were able to tow him in, but now they got to change the engine. So all three of the four of the Honda guys are going to be there tearing the bike down. One of the water boys is going to have to take the engine out of his bike, put it in Paulo's bike and get him going again. So they're going to be up all night changing the engine on that thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Cause they, they're so much more encased. I mean, you see, you think it's all ferrians for sponsors, you know what I mean, like all this stuff, but it is so much more than that. They're, they're protecting so much more. The radiators are huge. They've got all these different covers going on. Like that, that would be way worse than any other four four stroke to change out an engine on. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on on those bikes, wires, everything, and that Honda's so advanced. They, they, um, you know. The bike has a, a fly-by-wire throttle system, so there's no throttle cable. It's all electronic. Um, everything's just completely like Formula One on that bike, and so they're gonna they're gonna have an interesting time uh, tearing that thing down. Holy crap! Yeah, don't lose the uh, don't lose that conductor. Not conductor. What's the yeah the, yeah the the, <laughs> the piece of metal that rubs to tell the computer to go faster. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the RC car turf because that's what I remember. <laughs> but that's what it is, just uh, way better. <laughs> Holy crap. So before we let you go and before we kind of wrap it up, I wanted to know, we, we've talked about Toby Price who's doing awesome, but we, I think we've seen Ricky Brabeck who I think is doing way better than a lot of other people expected. And then, of course, Alexander Smith is there too, another American who we did have on a couple weeks ago. Um, is there at Dakar, kind of trying to take after his father's footsteps, Mr. Malcolm Smith, and then our guys uh, Scott Bright and Ian Blythe. I mean, those guys are all, I think, being in the top 100 seems like it's uh, it's pretty good, eh? Yeah, for sure. It's not an easy thing to do. I mean, uh, Ricky Brabeck, he finished second on the stage today after it was all said and done. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's huge. Getting a getting a second on a stage behind a guy like Toby's amazing. Um you know, I'm, I'm really stoked for him. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised at how well he's doing. I've done some training with him in the desert. And uh, the first time I took him out uh, navigating, he was just super confident and nailed it right off the bat. So, um, you know, I'm pretty pumped to see him doing as well as he is. And, you know, he's he's lined up for a for a top 10 finish uh, as long as he doesn't have any more problems. Yeah. Um, and then Ian's Ian's running strong. All those guys are are really, you know, keeping it going. Um you know, Alexander, he seems like he's he's just riding nice and steady and, and I think these next couple of days that they're you know, if, if they can avoid problems, they're all gonna move up. Yeah, I was uh I was excited to see Ian Blythe in thirty fifth. I kind of I, I for a while there I remember when Ian and I we were all kinda of in Nevada training at the same time and they were doing way more difficult than I was. But uh, he was even commenting, he's like, I just have so much trouble sometimes from memory to focus on my navigation. So you know, a year and a half later, glad to see that, uh, that he's kind of got that, that sorted because when you go to the car, that's when it gets serious. <laughs> and you need to stay on track. Or if it's off track, stay off track. Yeah, stay off track. I don't know. That could be weird. I feel like that could be a t-shirt. Stay off track and only only rally people would get it. <laughs> so, 
how people that are interested, oh, the car is cool. Like, we're starting to see more interest. I think that's awesome. We're starting to see more rallies much closer to home. I'm, I've signed up. I'm going back to do Baja Rally 4.0. Like, I've I, instead of doing the rip this year like I did last year, I'm going to go do the rally again. I had so much fun doing that. We've got Sonoma Rally coming up, I think, in April. Um, and there's been talk of rallies coming on kind of in the northwest. I don't really know where that's headed, if that's still going to go on. But what's a good way in your eyes for people that are interested to learn a little bit more about rally, where to go, where to get involved and where to kind of start finding a way to get down to Mexico to race these things. And there's a lot, uh, you know, there's a lot of gear that you need to kind of get yourself set up with. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've done a couple, uh, fun rally and little rally camps. Um, I'm going to try to do another one this year to try to get some guys out, just having fun in California, just to kind of, you know, give guys a chance to come out and, and do it relatively affordably. Um, there's a company, Dave Peckham, who's down in Dakar right now running the team for Ian Blythe. He has a company called Rally Management Services, and they have all the rally gear you need to get a setup on your bike. Um, you know, and then, like you said, the Sonora Rally is coming up in April. That was probably the, one of the coolest rallies I've ever done. Uh, it's, it's held in the Altar Desert, um, just south of Yuma, Arizona, and it's the largest area of sand dunes in North America and uh, really, really cool race for sure. So, I mean, if you get the opportunity to go down and do something like that, it's, it's definitely, that's a bucket list for sure. Mm. Sounds pretty awesome to me. One day we'll get you down there, Coop. <laughs> we'll keep trying to get what well, seat time. One day we're all going to be rich. We're just going to be racing dirt bikes the whole time. Yes. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. We got free beer this year, okay? That's like a huge step up for us. We got three sponsors still and then free beer. We got a beer sponsor this year, Quinn. Can you believe it? That's good. I know, right? We drink enough of it. See, it's funny because I'm actually like being really healthy this month for whatever reason. I'm, I'm doing the whole 30. I've just never done it, and I've had a lot of friends that have done it and got a lot of positive results from it. Finding out that they have you know, a little bit of uh, in- interesting... Uh, reactions to food that they didn't realize that they had interesting reactions to. And so this is a good way to cut out a lot of the processed crap that you don't realize that you're eating and then slowly put it back on and then kind of like learn how to figure out what you might be allergic to or what you might have issues with. So, but soon I'll be back to shotgun and beers before we start the show. <laughs> it's like I talk about it. I'm like, ah, I'm so healthy this month. And it's really, it's really just like, you know, to figure out like, yes, beer still fucks up my stomach. Well, well, here we go. <laughs> Good times. Well, what's next for you? Where should we try uh, to find you? Know, we're just mainly we're moving forward with the, with the Caselli Foundation stuff. Um, you know, KTM and FMF have put a lot of effort behind it. And it's really um, starting to grow. People are, are um, you know really kind of stepping up to, to help support us. And so we have a lot of programs uh, this year that we're, you know, involved with the, the Youth Heron Hound series and um, a couple other, you know, things that we have coming up. You can, you can check on the website. There's a lot of information there and it's, uh, you know, it's a really cool project for sure. So I'm excited about that. Heck yeah, man. I know I, I really do want to make it out to the Clint Helen ride day one year. Um, that would be really special for me to be able to make that. Uh, it just sucks that it's, you know, what, a 22-hour drive almost, I think, it would take us to get to Glen Helens. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, Coop could totally drive it straight, he but would. still. You he know, could. He'd, he'd be too excited about it. Just a couple Red yeah. Bulls, maybe a coffee thrown in, maybe some water just to hydrate because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but no bathroom break, so you got to like, kind of yeah. keep that I'll, I'll hold in. up. I'll hold a cup for yeah. him. I'm a gentleman. 
I'm wearing, I'm wearing a glove, and you're like, just, just go for it, buddy. Just go for it. We can make this work. <laughs> you're a better friend than I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm. uh, well, Mr. Quinn Cody, we really appreciate you appreciate you coming back on the show and uh, talking to us about all the Rally Dakar, and then, of course, uh, a little bit about the Kirk Caselli Foundation and what you guys are doing. I really do hope that in the near future I can make one of your little schools. I do feel that I could. You, you can't learn enough. I think that's one of the one things is that even the Toby Prices, the Ricky Braybrecks, and every, all of our guys over there, like every day while they're out there doing rally, they're learning something new. And uh, that's why I'd love to continue doing that. So it should be fun. For sure. We'll get you out one of these days. I'll let you know when I get the next uh, little one going on. Hell yeah, dude. Well, you have fun out there. Thank Thanks. you again for coming on the show. We do really appreciate it. Oh, man, no problem. Thank you guys for having me. Ow! See have fun out there. Ride hard. All right, adios. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, so rally. What do you think? Pretty sweet. Yeah. How many uh, timekeeping enduros have you done where you actually did the timekeeping and didn't just keep up with Cooper or stay Zero. behind Cooper? I'd yeah. only done one timekeeping enduro ever, ever, and it was such a mess. Like, I'm pretty sure Cooper's dad told me at one point, like, just don't worry about it, just ride. Yeah. Like, you're not far behind, just go. Yeah. Well, um, honestly, I mean, like, as a kid, as a sea rider and stuff, like growing up, that's the way I was. Yeah. Like it was, it was just kind of like going out there and riding. And my dad was time. My dad was an A rider. He was timekeeping all that kinds of stuff. Yeah. And we're just and, and we'd get to a point and I'm like, oh hey everybody, like if I caught <laughs> up, you know. And dad's like, okay, we're gonna go to this, you know. And he's like, just don't ever pass me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, that's so me. It's like yeah. yeah. Why is that? Is somebody watching the show? That's my voice. Wow. I still don't like to hear my voice. They're on the show. <laughs> Mitch, yo, what are you doing, buddy? You have pants on while you're watching that, right? Yeah, uh, I think so. It's like it feels <laughs> like it. I don't know if it's pants or just a comfy seat that this is on my booty. <laughs> hey, turn your video on. We can't see that Unabomber good looking of yours. You gotta tell me how to do this again. Uh, the video button. <laughs> hey, sexiness has come to the party. What is up, dude? So you're at Mr. Taylor Roberts' house. You're in um, you're in the Arizonas. The yeah, Arizonas. creeping in his place right now. I like it. Is that is that a thing for you? Do you just like call up somebody? You're like, hey, I'm in this city. Where can I stay? What? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> just figured that. Oh you know, yeah, actually, that works out pretty good for me because uh, I do quite a bit of traveling. So, but this is where I call home. <laughs> Oh, is it? So okay. I did a quite a bit of showering. Yeah, he's like, eh, can I borrow uh, half of your couch to sleep on and then, uh, most importantly, a shower and a towel? Please, God. <laughs> got a sprinter in the driveway? Yeah. That, uh, you're like, I just need a place to put the sprinter and to wash the gunk off of my junk. Hey. That was like, you that did rhyme. That was good. Like a rapper. Like oh, let's not go shoes. there. That'd be too weird. Um, but you, so, is Scottsdale what you call home i mean is that kind of like where you go when you're like not on the road yep okay yeah i've been i've been here for like three years now okay. actually they've been together the whole time so i've been here for a while now nice. and you're are you originally from california is that what i gathered yeah yeah i'm originally from Truckee or lake tahoe like northern california yeah. so yeah i grew up there uh moved down to phoenix Maybe like four years ago, and then I was down here for like a year or so, and then actually moved in with Taylor. So it's been a good trip. Well, now that he's engaged, how? What's the countdown on when you have to be out? 
we got plans right here to build a shop. So I'm not really going anywhere. I'm You're just... getting a bunkhouse. <laughs> yeah. That's a good deal. Holy That's crap, dude! Sweet. It's like as long as you is like, like we got horses. As long as you He's... clean the stalls, bro, you can sleep with them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Got it. It's very accommodating for sure. <laughs> Is uh does does he have to move locations or is he going to be able to build a shop right there where he's got land? Yeah, um, it's just going to be in the driveway. He's got enough property to where he's going to build it next to the house, and it'll be a good deal. Dig it. So Taylor Robert has done backflips on trials bikes and big bikes, and he even got Caleb Russell to do it. I don't know that I've seen you do it. Have I just missed it? Nope, I have not done one yet. Okay, can you do a backflip on anything? <laughs> Um, in, in like on a lane, maybe. <laughs> Just Snowboard as a maybe. human being, can you backflip? <laughs> Definitely not on a motorcycle yet, but I'm sure if I stick around long enough, uh, he'll get me on. I can only imagine. <laughs> like anybody, anybody that goes over there seems like they just—it's kind of like a mini Travis uh, Pastrana thing, like a little Nitro Circus Crazy Land, and you don't know what you're going to get yourself talked into. <laughs> yeah, it can be for sure. I—I I have got. Speaking of backflips, though, I have. Got to learn how to do a backflip. Like but I you cannot, can't as a human being. I can't do a as a human being do a backflip. Like, like I, even on a trampoline. Even on a trampoline, I am that pathetic at wow. life. Yeah. I mean, sad. I breathe air. You think that I'd be able to do a backflip on a trampoline? I mean, yeah. I my balls shrivel up inside my body. I mean, every time I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Get out. Like it is. It is hilarious. Yeah. It's I, like the, almost if you just like jump backwards, you're like fifty percent there. Thanks, mom. Like, of all the people that, yeah, it's like, oh, oh, let's go to the trampoline right now, because that, no. Wait, you have, you have a trampoline? No. Oh, I have a trampoline. I was house. like, we're taking the camera I have a <laughs> Live streaming this bitch. If Brian breaks his neck, it's going on the internet. Yes. Uh, I have a treehouse. Can you backflip under my treehouse? Not successfully, probably. Not. I mean, I would successfully do the backflip. The landing would be iffy. It's not for, not for the Olympics. Yeah. What about you, Mitch? Could you backflip out of my treehouse? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, not gonna happen. <laughs> so, Truckee, California. I mean, do you guys like grow up with semi Hot Wheels? Like, is that like a thing? What, 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 they're what called, called truckies, not, truckies, not Hot Wheels. Oh, they're not. Yeah, they don't sell Hot Wheels there. They sell truckies. Like, what? What do you do in Truckee, California? Like, it sounds like it's super small and redneckish. Um, actually, it's not that redneckish. Maybe a little bit, it's but redwoodish. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't even know if it's Redwood. Um, oh, totally gone. You know where uh, Reno, Nevada is? Yes. It's like one of the only cities in Nevada. But um, yeah, it's just right there. Or if you know where Lake Tahoe is, it's just like 20 minutes, if that, right over the hill. So almost right on the border, but just a mountain town. Mountain town. Uh, bunch of ski resorts, things like that. They actually, now that I'm gone, they actually built, uh, they have a Woodward up there. Wish I had that to grow up, to play around on, but. So that sounds shit. a lot they have cooler a Woodward than North Texas. In Truckee, California? Um, I don't know what, I'm guessing they call it Truckee, but it's just, it's well, you're, boring. You're, it's close, it's close to there, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's on your way to Sacramento, so, but it's. Yeah, okay. The population. Would have been like 15 minutes from my house, so. Would have been rad to have that when I was around, but oh my gosh, you got that right, dude. That would have been rad. Okay, yeah, yeah. So there's Reno, there's Lake Tahoe. All right, wicked, dude. Yeah, I got you. I got you, bro. Yeah, if I was around now, shoot, I'd have those backflips on lockdown. Lock, right? Yeah, for sure. Missed out for sure. 
Bummer. Oh, dude, we got some we got some controversy in the chat room. Actually, Mitch just wants to know, uh, or Double D wants to know about Z Mitch. Uh, what did you think about Dungey's move on Bubba last weekend? This is an off-road show. You shut up in the chat room. I'm just kidding. What'd you think? <laughs> What'd you think? Um, I I thought it was clean. Like, obviously, he cut in on the inside, but you could see, and it's funny because while we were watching this race, Taylor and I were talking about that jump that was going into that corner, and everybody all night was clipping it and riding that front end yep. all the way into that corner. So um, I think Dungey would have been able to do it a lot smoother if he had cleaned that jump going into the corner, but having him case it, it kind of, he wasn't able to get on the brakes quick enough, and it was a bummer for Stewart, but. Yep. I think it, right. yeah, I think it literally was like, that. it was that ultimate combination clusterfuck where Dungey cases it, so his front end is high, or his back end's high, so he has no rear brake. Even when it hits, he's already halfway to Stewart, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, Stewart cut in a little, more normal than the big bull turn, so then it was just, uh, they they both made mistakes, um, yeah, and, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, so it was kind of like, but yeah, it was a fucking T bone. I mean, <laughs> like it, that is the definition of T boning somebody for sure. I just can't believe Stewart got knocked out. Like right. that's what blew my mind. I'm kind of like, what did he hit his head on? And maybe it right. was just like we just didn't have the camera angle you needed yeah. to see it. Um, but yeah, that was the, the whole time I was like, watch. Sorry, no, go ahead and finish. Was my, like, mustache dancing no, or something? Like, it just reminded me of when me and Cooper first started dating and I was racing and I was still quite a little squid. And I got knocked out going down the start straight before I ever even fell off the bike. You remember that? How did that happen? <laughs> so so you and Stuart can relate. Yeah, I'm like, Except you're a squid and, well, I mean, well, people would not. call him a squid. Some might. Yeah, in my head. Like the back of my head on someone's handlebars. And then... Like knocked me. Out. I'm still right. on the bike. No, so, sorry, that was Stuart way too off. Hit a tough block. Could have hit. Those tough blocks apparently are too hard, right, They're Mitch? Too tough. So, sorry, that know. was no way off. But. I think you were on a motorcycle and you knocked yourself out, and you were like, "How the hell did that happen?" Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what, so I understand. That's right I mean, it sometimes just happens. He said, "Oh, oh, you clean he, what?" Clap! You KTM guys really do stick together. I don't know that. It's getting heated in I the chat that, room. I think that. We're, so okay, was, I do was, not ride a KTM. Like, what makes it? What I do it? not ride a KTM. Okay. I think it was clean. I mean. Wait. You so you're, was, you're ride a KTM, so you're gonna take Dungey's side. I don't I'm ride not a KTM. Taking, I think it was, it was a. I think it was just I'm not a mistake. Gonna, I'm, what I'm saying is, it's it wasn't Dungey taking him out. Yeah, it wasn't intentional. Right. Like, yeah. I, but I'm not like. Oh, fucking Dungey, that was totally not your fault. <laughs> fucking fucking Stuart, cut down on you, bro. Mm. No, that's not what I'm doing. Yeah, so yeah. I'm as I'm eating my bowl, mm, stu- well, I'm going to hug him and I'm going to eat his Wheaties. Mm. Like, no. That's not how it's going down right now. Yeah. A bowl of Wheaties. <laughs> so, but did you, Mitch, did you, have it, did, you, did you enjoy watching said Supercross, the A1s? Yeah, it was very exciting. Yeah, that was, was a I enjoyed race. it. I thought it was a good race too. I was I was having fun with it. I think that the marbly turn that they were always talking about, they were talked about every ten minutes, uh, actually led to some really good racing because of the fact that no one really had a ton of stability in the front end. So everybody was getting a little bit closer than they wanted to. You know, like Vince Pike and and, and Frizzy, which was fantastic. But um, would you fight Pike, Mitch? 
I don't know about that. Yeah, willingly. Not willingly. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Um, you guys went to Ecuador. You and Mr. Taylor Robert. Was there anybody else that with you guys? No, it was just the two of us. All right, was... so you had a man trip down there. Tell us a little bit about that, doing some, some enduro crossing in. Um, that was a cool event, and it was kind of crazy because um, – I was driving back home from Everett Endurocross. So I was up in, I was actually at the time in Portland, Oregon on my way home. And Taylor calls me and asked if I had a passport. I was like, yeah, I got a passport. <laughs> He's like, Do you, you want to run some drugs for me? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So um, he's like, do you want to go down and do this extreme race down in Ecuador? And I was like, yeah, when is it? He's like, um, we have to leave tomorrow. <laughs> Keep, <laughs> driving. Keep driving. Keep <laughs> driving. That's what happened. So, yeah, um, I drove all day, um, got down to Phoenix, and actually it was funny because I had him book my flight because I couldn't do it over the phone. Like I was trying to do it on my phone, like on an app. I couldn't book the flight for the price that I needed. And so I had him book my flight, got home at like 12 o'clock, his flight out of Phoenix was like one or two. And then I got home, packed my gear, like clean gear since all my stuff was dirty from Everett, uh, yeah. Everett, packed up all my other gear, had a gear bag, another bag with some parts to bring down, got to the airport at three and then left at like five in the morning. So it was just, it was kind of a, insane trip just to get down there. But once we were down there, it was pretty rad. I love it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about it. Um, I mean, I know you guys did well. You guys had a lot of fun, but kind of, uh, how did it relate to a lot of the bigger races that we kind of all know about when it comes to the extreme stream events? Uh, it, it was definitely up there. Um, it's probably the longest time I've ever spent on my bike at once. Yeah, like I think it took me just over seven hours to complete. Oh. And this. Uh, they had two races. They had a race on Friday, which was kind of like a prologue, like a endurance race and like a bullfighting arena, which was really cool. It was at night. They had you. Uh, That's where they need Weston Pike in the future. <laughs> he needs to be like a matador at those fucking things. Man. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that was a ton of fun. Um, you would race in the arena. The, the arena was kind of small. It was like almost half the size of like an actual enduro cross track then you'd ride out of it and then you'd go around the block like in the city and you had to go up a set of stairs all the way around and then you entered back into the arena and then did a lap and so every lap you were going in and out of the arena so that was pretty cool never done anything like that um so that was just for kind of start position for saturday and then saturday was the extreme race and yeah, it was it was a long one. Yeah, uh, seven hours. Seven hours, man. That's a My lot of time. It would hurt so bad. I hate driving a car for seven hours. Yeah. So. If you're good, it doesn't take that long. But for me, it took me all day. So. Well, if it took you all day, <laughs> shit, I'm not. Well, I'm not I'd stepping. Still be my, there. Yeah, I'm not stepping my game up any. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say yeah. I think like in the pro class. I finished eighth. I think only nine of us finished, like within time. Nice. So it was a, it was Not, a tough one. You said within time, so nothing worse than being on your bike for like 
seven plus hours and then be like, sorry, you weren't, you didn't make it in time. So, yeah. no place for you. Eh. <laughs> no podium. And you also don't have a bed to sleep in because we gave that to the winners. Yeah. The finishers. Uh, so you you do van life, right, Mr. Mitch? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you're the you're the you're the enduro cross privateer. Oh yeah, for sure. So, how does next year feel for you with this? Or I guess this year now it's 2016, peoples. Uh, how does this year's schedule feel for you? Um, travel wise, it seems like it might be a little bit better, but being in the back half of the year, do you try to find money? You know, more so in the beginning half. Like, what is your plan, and how does it make you feel? Um. Yeah. I definitely have some time between now and then to get things figured out. Um, Drive to Texas and come do some riding. What? What? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it's going to be pretty crazy going into like because I'm going to go out and do Tennessee Knockout again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe that's the week before Georgia. That and is then correct. From Georgia, it's to South Dakota. I believe that's where the, the next round. So it's like three weeks in a row, and uh, from being out in Arizona, I need to get back to Tennessee and ride in some wet conditions, so I'll probably be out there a week before, so it's going to be like a month on the road just for that, so it's going to be definitely van life for sure. <laughs> I think I think what I'm going to do is, you know, like people are always like, how can you support the privateers more? How can you support the privateers more? Um when I was younger, like 17 to 19, I did a lot of backpacking. And I did a couple like really, really long. Like I, there was one time I did 28 days straight. And uh, the one thing, the one thing that always made me the most excited was when I came across clean, new underwear. <laughs> like that is, that, that's, a, that's I mean, the most beautiful day you can have is when you realize that you're not washing shit in the stream anymore and you're like getting to put on fresh underwear. So I think... That's what I'm gonna do to help private. You're gonna spy them underwear. So when Mitch shows up at TKO, I'm gonna be like, "Buddy, brand new, buddy, brand new," and it's gonna have like my face on it. I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> "That is so wrong." Right on the front. Yeah, right on the front. Yeah, it's like, yeah, genius but, idea. But clean. But clean. at that point, he's gonna be like, "I don't care whose face is on this thing. I don't care if there's a hole in the back for easy access. I'm wearing these things because I need new ones." So, all right, that's a great idea. It is, isn't it? You gonna set up a GoFundMe account to no, fund that? No, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out. You can do I'm, it gonna, I'm gonna make sure that my personal account. I like this. I'm gonna support the privateers with some. No, it's funny though because now, like spot, like there are people that have that have underwear sponsors. Like, what? Do you Everybody have an underwear sponsor? Yeah. Oh, you, who is it? Virus. Virus. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, Josh Strang is sponsored by Virus. Yeah, they do like compression shorts and. Yeah gym clothes and like the cool uh under jerseys and stuff like that yeah the wick dries and all that kinds of stuff no no uh, yeah, i'm so. big in uh i like wearing the like the i wear compression socks a lot because for whatever fucking reason a lot of running or a lot of double unders my calves like they will not up like a son of a bitch but if i wear compre- the, the knee-high compression socks whenever i do a lot of running or a lot of double unders no cramps no no issues with the calves so there's something to it like the fact that it's you know it, it it's creating more tension on the skin, which is creating the it's causing the blood to pump harder to pump through the system. So the idea I think is is that it's moving more blood faster because it's having to push it through harder. Science, 
Sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah, you're like, I don't know, dude. It starts with a V and I get a small paycheck. What? No, I'm kidding. Or free underwear. <laughs> or free underwear with Brian's face on it. <laughs> I think we're on to something here. I really, I really do think me. this virus needs a line of Brian underwear FaceTime. I mean, you kind of might be working a new sponsor angle right now. <laughs> oh, shit, man. 2016, we got a beer sponsor. Who knows what's Who knows? next, right, man? Who knows, buddy? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mitch, so as we kind of start to wrap things up here, you're a fun guy. I'm so glad that you're on a KTM. No, okay, but I'm so glad that you're having fun doing all your motorcycle racing and just being a badass. But what's next? Where can we, where can we look to see you in the near future doing what you're going to be doing? Um, first thing is, uh, we're going to be doing, uh, King of the Motos at the end of the month. So that's right. That's coming, uh, what, January 31st. Yeah. End of the month. So looking forward to that, trying to get ready and shoot really after that, not too much. I have the local off-road series out here in Arizona that I'll be doing There's a handful of races left in that. And then kind of a break until Enduro Cross really. Hmm. I wish you could come to Texas and make some money. I mean, he could make some money, but it's not. I mean, if he stayed here and didn't like drive around during the week, he could make some money. But that's where it'd be tough. It's like our cross country series doesn't. You know what is it? Torques or something? We've got Torques in southern Texas, and then we've got the TCCRA uh, series in the more northern part, mm-hmm. and they kind of like cross each other in their boundary lines, if you will. But uh, mm-hmm. I think Torx would be the one that might pay a little bit better because you could race on Saturday and Sunday. But then Ooh. you're in South Texas. Is that a bad know. thing? Uh, no, I just think that South Texas means you're – there's places to ride. There's just not as much ability to head north because you're that much further away from um, going north because yeah. you're three, four hours already south into one huge-ass yeah. state. Um, Word. Which is like – yeah, you know, when we drive to California, I now realize half of that drive is Through still Texas. in the damn state of Texas. Like, yeah, it's it, ridiculous. It's twelve hours to get out of the state if you go through El Paso. Well, ten if you drive like Cooper does. Yeah, no bathroom breaks. But twelve if my dad's in the car with me. <laughs> but no, that could be fun. I'll text you about it just to see. I'll figure out what some of the purses are and let you know. Um, because that could be cool. Because it could almost be like a way for you to kind of work your way. You know, maybe like a month or two um, beforehand, yeah, as you're heading east and maybe make some money and I'll figure out all that kinds of stuff. Yeah, that'd be rad. That'd be fun. That'd be kind of cool. That's and then we could, we could uh, film with you, too. We've got our Tuesday night show like, and our Thursday night wait show. Wait a second. <laughs> with Brian's face underwear. <laughs> we, could do a, we could do a couple Brian face underwear commercials. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to go south really fast. <laughs> Hasn't it always? Hasn't it always? Well, Mitch, we really appreciate you coming on the show, taking some time to chat with us. Uh, Good luck with everything this year. Definitely keep us in the loop. It's uh, we like to help support everybody doing what they're doing. So if you've got news, share it with us. We'll put it out there to our our minuscule amounts of people, and uh, and we'll just keep having fun with it. What do you think? Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, buddy. I'm glad we finally got you back on, or got you on because you haven't been able to be on. First first show of 2016, we start with uh, Quinn, Cody, and Mitch. I think we're doing a pretty good job. I'd say. Ooh, how do you pronounce your last name? Carvel. 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 So you kind of like have to like mumble the last one. Carvel. Carvel. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 yep. 
Got it. Making it work. Hell yeah, dude. We'll keep riding a dirt bike and having fun, and we'll definitely chat with you soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Peace. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, well, I think that was a little fun. Yeah. Do you think the, underwear, feel, do you think I, the underwear thing would work? I really actually kind of do. It's kind of genius. <laughs> I always feel kind of bad for the second guest because we kind of get more loopy as the night goes on, and they get more of our crazy ramblings, but it makes it fun. So. I, I, I agree. I I enjoy the fact that it just kind of goes <laughs> to weird places sometimes. It's pretty awesome. It, it it does that all the time. Every single time. Yeah. And you don't know where it's going. Like, you can't, like, pick and be like, <laughs> oh, tonight we're going to be in, you know, face <laughs> on underwear land. <laughs> we really just make this stuff up on the spot. It's, it's, uh, it's quite we truly do. Um, yeah, impound. Late to the show. Who is impound? We were talking about that before. Steven? I don't remember yesterday. Who are you? <laughs> You're lucky I'm here. Is it Monday? It's today's Monday, right? <laughs> awesome. Well, of course, uh, Jordan, thank you very much for coming back Absolutely. on the show. I know you're getting ready to start school. I am. Um, so it won't be, unfortunately, as often as it was last year for you able to be on. How much longer yeah. you got left in school? Um, too much. Too, too I, much. Too much I to told tell Cooper, you I said, okay, two more years, I think. And he said, you've been saying that for four years. Oh, ouch. So. Thanks, husband. You know, at this point, it just really, I'm not thinking about how long. Mm-hmm. A long time. I, I don't know. Just make it work? Yeah. Mm. What are you getting your degree in? Elementary education. All right. So you're going to teach kids? Yep. Or are you going to just get a degree in elementary education? <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. I really don't want to You're like, I have teach. a degree. Check. It's kind yeah. of a joke. Like, I do, you know, interview, you know, I, I interview some of the people at work and stuff for some of the positions that are going to work with me on different projects. And it's just kind of like a joke that we have to, like, make sure that they have a degree. A degree. It, it's like, I'm sorry, are you 50 grand in debt before you can get this yeah, job? It's, but, not, you know, that's, that's, that's a... I know, it's just the way it is. It's a thing, so... Yep. And obviously, unfortunately, I don't get a chance to kind of set that, so... Yep, it is the way it is. Yes. So I'm going to get that degree. I'm getting, I'm taking it to the bank. Yeah. The bank's then, then we'll the see. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> but, well, good. Um, yep. Coming up, uh, let's see, you got January, that's this month. Next month, oh, so, here we go. Pay attention. Next month, February, we're launching our first new Seat Time shirt of 2016. So the goal is to bring you four new shirts for 2016. They will all be new. Uh, every single one of them, they will be time sensitive. So when you see the email, you see the post, you see all that kinds of stuff, you will have a very uh, short window to purchase. Um, of course, there will be discounts for sharing, all that kinds of stuff. Um, and those those shirts will only be available one to two times a year. So if you look at it, you go, ooh, I like that. You need to buy it because it'll only be available for a couple days um, and the, the countdown and timer will be on the site to let you know about that. But yeah, so that should be coming the very, very beginning of February to look for that. And then, of course, Seat Time Adventures. We're still taking applications mm-hmm. for that. Uh, we will throughout the month of January. Um, and we've already gotten some really good responses. Got a chance oh. to reach out to everybody. Yeah, um, go and watch the video from last year too, Ooh, so you can see great comment yeah. what it was like and that it was super awesome. Yeah, and and uh, it's interesting. You know, we've talked with uh, Cooper's dad, Scott Bailey, a little bit, and he said he he's already kind of said he's like I'm super excited about it. So we're going to see how work goes and I can make it work and make it happen. And uh, we've got talked with Scott Slavic or Todd Slavic, uh, and there's a chance that if uh, if Scott can't make it this year, that Todd Slavic's going to come with us. So. 
we're gonna have people that not only know the terrain but ha- like love to have a good time, mm-hmm. and that's what's most important. That's that's the biggest thing that we like to to bring to the table is is the camaraderie that we all have while doing this. But yeah, check out the video, see what we did there, and definitely go fill out an application if you're interested on riding with us uh, this coming summer in Taylor Park again. Uh, was it uh, June 19th through the 24th? The riding days are the 20th through the 23rd, so four days of riding. That's and enough that's for some monkey butt, for <laughs> sure. That's enough for some monkey butt. Yep. Dala. Think what? Oh, my wife's a teacher. Guess what she's doing? Grading. Scream. Thanks, Darla. I'll turn it up on the computer speaker. Okay, you ready? I'm gonna say thanks, Darla. Three. Wait. Three, <laughs> two, one. Thanks, Darla. Okay. So thank you guys for paying attention to C-Town. We really appreciate it. Of course, thank you very much to Fly Racing, which you can find out more about flyracing.com. Uh, we will have a video out at the end of January, and we have a lot of fly racing gear that we talk about. Um, it, it's much more in-depth than just about fly racing, but you'll learn a lot. So definitely go to flyracing.com and pay attention and subscribe to the C-Town channel, and you'll get to see more there. Of course, Kinda Tires, so kindatires.com. Um, the equilibrium and a lot of the hybrid tires that they have fantastic for off-road riding um, fly racing and kinda and srt will be having products that will be at a like fun giveaways throughout mm-hmm. the year so definitely if you don't follow any of those brands right now please go do so give them some love uh, and, and pay attention to that the third one as i did mention we did pick up srt off-road so hard parts for the bike so go search srt off-road and if you ride any kind of motorcycle off-road and don't have protection for skid plate um, your linkage guard, your chains, your chain tensioners, all the, the front brake, all that kinds of stuff, skid plates, that's where you need to go pick it up and go check that out. And you can get all of that at all your local dealers as well. So that's what's cool. Adventure Moto carries all the SRT off-road stuff. So I can walk in there and pick that up. It's always a good time. She loved Sweet. it. Thanks. You're welcome, You're Darla. Welcome. And Double D. I wonder if Darla has double D's. <laughs> oh, no. We need to it call weird? it a night. Thursday night. <laughs> Thursday night. All right. So, of course, thank you to everybody for being here. Thank you, Jordan and Cooper, Absolutely. for making the, uh, the trek over here. Hopefully, it's like a once a month thing. Even yeah, that sounds good. Even if it can't good. be every other week. Yeah. I think once a month would be fantastic. I mean, I just, you know, you got to do it for the fans. <laughs> you and Todd Slavic both huh? yeah. doing it for the fans I love it well, remember I'm Brian Pierce you can find me on the internet at Woody B. Pierce uh, I am at jmill98 there it is if you want to see last pictures of my dog yeah don't you have a dog account too though I do it hasn't stopped me from posting pictures of my like mind. dog dogs and then like some dogs yeah Interesting. Depending on what level of dogs you want. I like it. So we seattime.co is the website. You can find us there. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, we archive all of the shows there. You can do audio only if you want to. iTunes and Stitcher. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. We're on Twitter. It's at seattime underscore co. On Instagram, it's at seattime. We're on YouTube, where the user is seattime co. And find that channel. Hit the subscribe button. And we will be back in two weeks. And you're like, why well, the two weeks shit? Not a lot happens in December and January. So yeah. It's easy. It's great time for us to get a little bit of a break, spend more time with the family as we get ready to, holy crap, it's February, and then we go like Full 12 weeks in. straight for you guys. So thank you very much. We'll be live again in two weeks. Remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome. What? Peace. <laughs>